This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. This year, Passover is going to be different than all over Passovers. For us who are experiencing a monumental shift in life in the world, unfortunately known as COVID-19 coronavirus, we now start thinking about all things in life from a different lens and from a different perspective. But with different perspective and different lens is the opportunity to deepen perspective and deepen our lens. One of the ways we do this is through the annual Passover Seder. A Passover Seder is about remembering leaving Egypt in the past, experiencing leaving Egypt in the present, and the hope for leaving Egypt in the future. Egypt means limitations. We're not leaving Egypt any longer in the physical sense, but we are leaving the limitations, the preconceived limitations of life and thinking about the depth and reality moving forward. And we do that in a Passover Seder because during a Passover Seder, we reconnect to that original moment. It's a full moon and the Jews are leaving Egypt and they take with them matzah. There was no time for it to rise, meant there was no time to think about other things of what I usually like to eat and do. There was only time for what was important and what was essential. And the same thing on Passover every year on the full moon, we think about what is essential in life and what is real. So in order to really find what is essential to your own life and to romantically connect with self so that we can flow with great positivity and energy and somehow deal with the challenges that we each face, we need to create a Seder plate. We need to create a template of where to grow from, where to emanate from. Last year, I did a podcast called The Podcast Seder, 15 Steps to Inner Development. I encourage you to listen to that podcast so you can hear about the mystical, psychological part of the steps of the Seder. This year, I want to focus on this plate, this place, this platform that we're operating from. So many of us are doing a Seder alone. What does it mean to be alone? Well, it means to feel oneself from a whole nother perspective. Instead of feeling ourselves from external realities, we start feeling ourselves from an internal reality. And that is what the Seder plate is. The Seder plate is this reality that we're showcasing to ourselves of what life is about. So how does the Seder plate make us feel this way? That's what we're going to talk about, how to deepen our awareness from the Seder plate itself. So the Seder plate is actually comprised of 10 ideas. And when you build up these 10 ideas, you become aware of a whole new set of skills that you have within yourself. And each layer represents a different part of our psyche. So the way you build a Seder plate is first you put down a matzah. The first matzah that's put down, that's going to be the base on, on this matzah, everything else will be built. That matzah represents what we call chachma, your power of creativity, the source of your creative depth, which all wisdom flows through you through this creative source. This power of what? You may even say is the power to ask questions, which is what this night is all about, begins from this first matzah. This matzah isn't even part of the matzah that didn't have time to rise. This is the matzah that the Jews were told to eat when they were still in slavery. 
There is a matzah, there is the wisdom, there is a part of you that is never enslaved. There is a part of your wisdom and your ingenuity and creativity that has never been captured by the external circumstances. That is the first layer that we put down of which all will emerge. On top of that, we put the second matzah. The second matzah is formulated. It is this matzah that we're going to crack and use for the afikoman because this matzah representing bina, representing to internalize information, to take from the creativity, from the osmosis of wisdom, from our curiosity and bring it into something more concrete. That part of ourselves, we will find at the end of the night. It's important to find it at the end. After all the experiences that begin with the part of us that has never been enslaved, we will revisit at the end the concrete reality that we drew from it. The third matzah on top of that, which we use as well as part of our hamotzi, represents our ability to take in and share. It's going to be the interface between the matzah and the plate that we're going to build on top of it. Growing up in Brooklyn, I watched my father and before my grandfather, the way they would line these matzahs, they'd put a matzah down and they'd put a cloth on top and another matzah and a cloth on top and another matzah and a cloth on top and build a sort of template. And on top of that, they would build their Seder plate. The Seder plate has six parts to it. It has one on the top right and the top left and one in the middle, and then on the bottom right and the bottom left and the bottom middle. So you have these two series of threes that are happening. On the top right, we put a bone representing the Paschal lamb that we don't have anymore. Top right also represents chesed, kindness. The whole idea of the Paschal lamb was families would get together and have a guess a barbecue. They would have a lamb to eat together as a family. In this particular case, lamb or meat represents joy. One does not need to eat meat in order to survive. When one eats meat, they have to recognize that they're connecting, they consume the purpose of this animal. This animal is now consumed within them and they have to have joy. If you If you have something from something outside of you, it's only meant to connect with you to bring vitality. And vitality is related to I'm here for a reason. And if I'm here for a reason with my vitality, it should bring me joy. Chesed or kindness is connected with love. In other words, love and kindness are produced from the same energy of being unique and connecting and expansion. All chesed is expanding. So this top right that we place over here, the zrora, we also represent that we don't have that expansion. In fact, today, more than ever, people have a hard time eating meat because we don't know if it comes from this very pure place. We want all of our consumption to come from such a pure place. That comes from our level of kindness. It comes from our love and kindness to what we consume needs to have purpose and meaning. So that's the top part of this plate. On the left side of the plate is the egg. The egg represents discipline. What is discipline about an egg is that to create life, there needs to be cradled and nurtured and it needs to be encased in something. It needs a shell. And the shell, even though itself is not edible and is not nutritious, but what is in it, it's vital. The shell is vital to take care of it. If there is, for example, a chick that's trying to hatch and you see it trying to break through its shell and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to help it get out of it. If you help it get out of it, you will essentially end its life. Getting cracking through the shell is essentially its where it nurtures and gets its strength 
to come out into this world and to persevere. Having the egg over there represents that we don't have everything seemingly in this world to help us be successful. And yet what we do have is the struggle. The struggle is what allows us to break through and to create impact. So we have the top right and the top left are our internal emotions, one represented by kindness and expansion, and one represented by our fears and our disciplines. In other words, our restrictiveness of being able to confine things and nurture them. The third thing we have in the middle of the plate on the top is our maror. Our marors are bitter herbs. Our bitter herbs is there to bring flavor. You see, in this case, the third of our emotions is compassion. And compassion is the balance of discipline and kindness. It's love and nurturing coming together. The idea of compassion is the ability to give in context, bring context to everything that's happening. Having compassion on your friends or even on yourself is about contextual love and structured ability to feel the connection between what we all have with one another. And what bonds us sometimes is just being able to listen. So much about Pesach's questions, but even more is about listening and being able to think about what somebody else is going through. That is the maror. We remind ourselves of the bitter times of our ancestors, but it also reminds us of the compassion needed to fill one another with hope for able to be who we're supposed to be. Then on the next three, you have on the right, charoset. Charoset is on the right side. It's related to love. But you would say, what about it meaning brick and mortar was about a brick and mortar of our people? Well, brick and mortar represents endurance, the ability to persevere, to build something, to build walls, to be able to persevere. The word for it for us today is courage. Courage is on the side of love and expansion, the ability to go out and do something, to really push ourselves to be who we're supposed to be. This idea of having courage is truly important because it is the external part of love. In the inner part, we have this great love towards one another. But outside of that, we need the endurance to endure all the difficulties of life for that love to permeate. And when it does, it's able you have courage and long-lasting ability. In this case, we can understand that the word for this in Hebrew is netzach. Netzach could mean victory, but in reality, netzach means perseverance. It means to overcome anything. And love is the ingredient to help us overcome anything. On the left side, we have a vegetable that we dip into salt water. The vegetable that we have on the left side represents humility. It's something simple. It's not as expansive as the right side representing a paschal lamb or even charoset representing apples and nuts and things that are full of prime vegetative source that nurture us. It's a simple, low vegetable from the ground. My ancestors used to use a potato or an onion. Some people have the, the custom to use parsley, but dipping it into salt water represents humility. What is tears? Representing that the condition and space that I'm in is not where I want to be. In all of this, we have to think about that just because there's deep, deepening feelings to what's happening today, it doesn't mean we want to be in this place. This is not where we want to be. And this is the external part of our discipline. Humility is only someone who has great discipline could have great humility. Because humility is not I'm less. Humility is I'm more, but I know when to access myself. I only use it at the right times. I never impose myself. So we have this beautiful balance that comes together with the second maror on the bottom. The second maror we use in the Hillel sandwich. And the reason why we revisit the maror again, because 
because now external compassion is bonding. When we have compassion and we give contextually, we now have the ability to bond on a deeper level. And without bonding, there's no foundation to relationships. There's no foundation to connecting. Bonding is the most important part to every relationship. It's not the most exciting part. The most exciting part of relationships are the passion and the inspiration, but the bonding is what allows this to be. And once again, eating the bitter herbs, this time we eat it in a sandwich. It's like eating spicy foods that uplift our flavor profile and make us feel even more. Now we can feel so much of the other people in our life and create this bonding experience. So these are the six primary emotions that are taking place in a plate, in a vessel with the matzah. All of it together is called the plate of dignity or malchus. When we find within ourselves these six emotions, this intellectual experience that is flowing from us, then we're able to have dignity to connect with one another. We're able to create a template of how I emanate and connect with you. And one thing is certain, if we deepen ourselves this Passover, when we do reconnect to the world around us and to the people around us, it will come from a place of depth and beauty and love. And those who need the blessing of companionship should deepen themselves to make themselves available for companionships. And those who feel lonely should feel nurtured that they are loved and they are important being themselves. And all the suffering that we have needs to come to an end so we can be able to experience the highest form of ourselves. Passover is about leaving our limitations behind behind our preconceived notions of what life is. May all of you be blessed to have this incredible experience and to be able to deepen oneself as most as best as possible. If you have any questions or you have any ideas or if you just want to reach out, feel free to email me at word at rabbiparrots.com. I love you. Thank you for tuning in and have the most meaningful Passover experience.